You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This is Chandler S. Herson of Great Northern Archaeology, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 17. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Here's the first question on Profiles in CRM. What is your name and who do you work for? Okay, my name is Chandler S. Herson, and I am the founder and principal investigator for Great Northern Archaeology, LLC, in Columbus, Ohio. Nice. How long have you been in business? Uh, we've been in business now for about nine months, uh, and we're currently just in a holding pattern because of all the snow, but otherwise we're doing pretty well. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know about the CRM Archaeology Podcast, I think we might want to talk about this later on on that show, so stay tuned for that. All right, so next question. How long have you been working in CRM? Uh, I've been working in CRM now for almost 10 years. And what is the position you usually have in CRM? And I usually say here, what is the highest position you've attained? But you're a company owner and principal investigator now, so I think we have the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can skip this one altogether, apparently. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, I probably should have just thought about that before I said it out loud. Um, all right, so besides Ohio, where have you worked? Wow. Um, let's see, I've worked in North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, Kansas, Minnesota, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Virginia, and Pennsylvania, as well as West Virginia and Alaska. I just worked Alaska this uh, summer on a really fun project. So nice, nice. Yeah, I've never made it up there yet. Yeah, I was uh, about sixty miles above the Arctic Circle up there. So <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just that was the twenty-four hours of daylight, though, so it was kind of mind-bending in some ways. But jeez. <laughs> Were you uh, were you camping so for that project? Uh, thankfully, no, no. Um, okay, we we're uh, basically in kind of a makeshift uh, trailer home. So oh, okay, nice, nice. So at least you got to get some semblance of darkness when you were trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, we had blackout curtains. <laughs> All right, so here's some fun questions. Um, what is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? Wow, um, getting to be able to do what I love and love what I do. I mean, uh, I've always wanted to be an archaeologist since I was about six years old. And luckily, you know, my parents and friends nourished that and I got to live out my boyhood dream. So that's basically the best thing about being an archaeologist. You get to dig in the dirt and, you know, find <laughs> plenty of cool things and meet lots of cool people. Right, right. Nice. Um, all right. So this next question I'm interested to hear what you say now that you own a company because <laughs> perspectives tend to change. Um, but what is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? Wow. Um, <clears throat> well, man, that's like a loaded question right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, uh, helping the public understand more what archaeology is and what archaeology isn't. Um, I know a lot of archaeologists, uh, myself included, have been time told, you know, well, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I'm an archaeologist. And usually you get multi, kind of where you're at different replies, like, oh, I love dinosaurs or, oh, you know, do you dig up, you know, Indiana Jones type stuff or just kind of tell them more what archaeology is and um, 
yeah, just basically try and tell uh, people, well, I uh, usually work in this region or this is the kind of thing I do, something more along the lines of that, just like trying to reach out to the public and tell them what archaeology is versus what it isn't. That's a good answer. That's that's pretty much my whole entire goal in life at this point is to just tell the public about archaeology. I love it. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, again, another question that is interesting when you're speaking to somebody at your current level, um, but what is your career goal in CRM? <laughs> well, um, I definitely would like to uh, build up the company so that you, know, you can bring on more people. One of the things I really enjoy – uh, with CRM is also teaching, uh, people that are like really new in archeology span or trying to get like their feet proverbially wet in the field and trying to like, you know, train them up and kind of seeing them grow as an archeologist and maybe even go off and do their own thing. Uh, eventually like whether it be working for the federal level, state level, or even starting their own company or even going into academia, that's kind of my goal is to be more of like a, I guess a teacher and, uh, be able to help another person, you know, find their path in archaeology, whatever that may be. Nice. I like it. All right. And so this is a little bit of a quick one here, but this is the last question. Um, if you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, one of the big things I would try and tell them is uh, go for uh, opportunities. Uh, if you see something that's like, whether it's a week-long project or even – you know, it's maybe a thousand miles away, like go for an opportunity, no matter what it might be. Um, one of my first jobs, like I just finished with my uh, master's degree and I had this job that was uh, offered to me that was a thousand miles away from near where my wife and I even had relatives. So like we were literally going out into the great unknown, but we took that chance. And, you know, five year, five, six years later, looking back on that, I don't have any regrets whatsoever. So uh, don't sell yourself short and basically just take any opportunities that you can and don't be afraid. Just really throw yourself into it and do what you love. All right. We're here with Jordan Harbinger from the art of charm.com again, and we're going to talking about the art of charm podcasts. And over the last month, we've had some people write in and comment about The Art of Charm, and they want to know a little more about it. So, Jordan, can you tell us a little more about what they can find on your podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. I know that the term sort of like networking and relationship development is all vague and everything. So, basically, we focus on a lot of things, very broad topics. Our toolkits are focused on things like body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, business networking, negotiation, relationship management, etc. But we also branch into other topics like... I had a guy on the show named Brad Salas, a guest, and he talked about millennials and how they can relate to their bosses better, uh, their boomer bosses, and how boomer bosses can relate to the new millennials better. Because as you can see in workplaces, those are guys are butting heads and it's kids are so dumb these days and it's old people don't get it. And it's just like, if we can bridge that gap, we can be more productive. So we gave a lot of practical exercises and steps to use that. We've also talked about how to burn fat while you're working with weird things like treadmill desks and being cold while you're working in the office to burn calories while you're just sort of being you working all day. And we, we cover hundreds of other things, but those are two kind of concrete examples of it. Hey, and these are real world things you can use. I've actually turned the temperature down in my home office because of that podcast uh, about just being cold because it's something you can do that's easy. Yeah, and there's plenty of guys out there listening to the show who bought these weird ice vests and they're sitting there freezing right now, but, you know, losing weight doing it. So we're weirdos, but we assume we're in good company. 
That's right. Well, you can check out more from The Art of Charm at theartofcharm.com, and you can check out the podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and everywhere you download podcasts. Thank you. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.